Hello and welcome to episode number eight of the TCT podcast. This week's talk is courtesy of the IT data research firm Context and its VP of Global Analysis and Research, Mr. Chris Connery. At TCT show this year, Chris talked us through the facts, the figures and the future of the 3D printing market. He and his team's extensive research demonstrates how manufacturers in both the desktop and the industrial sectors have performed during 2016. So has this year been a good year for 3D printing? I'll let Chris tell you more. Thanks, everyone. Hi, I'm Chris Connery from research firm Context. I want to take the next 20 minutes to kind of walk you through 3D printing additive manufacturing. We're an analyst industry that follows, analyst firm that follows lots of different industries and just are relatively new to the, to the AM side, just started following it about three years ago. And happy to share with you our perspectives about what we've learned since then, where we see the market right now, where we see it going, and kind of some uh, comparative nature to other industries as well. Uh, facts, figures, and future, we like to call it. Uh, we'll kind of begin with an overall overview of the AM 3DP. You'll hear me use all these terms together, AM, 3DP, uh, 3D printing, all kind of meaning the same thing. Um, and then I'll kind of talk about what happened recently, uh, what's happening on kind of the two sides of the industry, the desktop personal and the industrial professional, and then uh, look forward at uh, how we see the future coming about. Before we talk about the market, we've got to talk about this wide variety of products, right? It's hard, and when we first started looking at the market, first started to quantify it, everyone talks about the 3D printing industry. There's really kind of two industries that are really now happening, right? There's the industrial professional and the desktop personal. You see a lot of this represented here at the TCT show. Sometimes it's hard to uh, segment those areas. Generally, the market, as a rule of thumb, talks about everything under $5,000 as a desktop personal device. We had context that never called these uh, consumer devices. We uh, never really seen them selling to consumers. Uh, different level of, of, of analysis here, but just think of it in terms of desktop personal, 3D printers versus industrial professionals. And I'll segment the speech um, as I talk about the two different markets that way. So recognize that when everyone talks about the totality of the 3D printing market, many times they're talking about two areas, but they're really, you know, all areas together, but there really are kind of at least two different areas. And within these areas, there are these seven different processes for additive manufacturing that maybe you've become familiar with. If you're new to AM, maybe you're not familiar with it. When we first looked at it, we thought, okay, 3D printing additive manufacturing is this one uh, nice collective market. Ooh, hardly. Uh, seven different technologies as defined by the ASTM uh, committee, and there's different brands that line up with these technologies, and you'll see the way that we uh, define the market, we uh, start to kind of synthesize uh, which technologies have the growth areas, uh, which technologies are winning, which technologies have a larger outlook, but recognize that there are seven core technologies. So with that kind of background, let's take a look at what's happened uh, this year so far, 2016. Before we get into 2016, we know it's been uh, nice growth for the additive manufacturing 3D printing industry. If we look at here, a long trend, and you see here in the light blue, these are the desktop personal products. So what we're looking at here is a little bit of an unfair uh, comparison in terms of unit volumes. How many of these desktop printers ship versus these industrial professional printers? 
But, and I'll get into the numbers here to give you the hardcore numbers in a minute, but just in general, we've seen this great compound annual growth rate, fantastic over the past couple years, especially in the personal uh, desktop area, but even in the industrial professional area. 16% growth uh, in compound annual growth rate. If we look at it from a revenue standpoint, from the machines sold, you can see it's much more relevant here, the dark blue, these are the industrial professional. Uh, of course, they range from above $5,000 to $2 million uh, in terms of the price points of these machines versus the personal uh, sub $5,000 machine. So you can see that in terms of the unit volume and the revenue volume in the industry, all the revenues are still predominantly towards the industrial professional side, while of course it makes sense that all the unit volumes are on the desktop personal side. So as you start to read things in magazines and see the industry is such and such by unit volumes, remember you got to kind of maybe segment what people are talking about there. What I was talking about there before was the hardware machines themselves. The industry kind of benchmarks itself not just on hardware, but really kind of three main areas. Uh, services, hardware, and materials, generally broken out uh, by this uh, uh, chart that you can see here. Generally, 50% services, um, service providers, you see them all scattered out through here. Each manufacturer tends to maybe have their own. Uh, hardware represents about 32%, so the uh, printers themselves, about 32% of the overall revenues in the industry, and the materials themselves, about 18% of the industry. What we're talking about here, and maybe a takeaway to, to write down, is that we're, you know, we're talking about a four to five billion dollar industry for 3D printing right now. That's generally what you hear thrown around. How big is the 3D printing industry? Four to five billion dollars here in 2015. It'll be about five to six billion dollars in 2016. And we'll show you our forecast and where we think it's going to go here in the near future. So that's kind of a longer term history. How about how are things going so far in, in uh, 2016? We've seen management changes from the top companies. Stratasys and 3D Systems, Stratasys by far is one of the largest companies. You'll see by share uh, how much they uh, uh, have a dominant market share position. 3D Systems, the number two, both going through significant uh, changes right now in their management. We've seen Ricoh ship their first product. You see them demonstrated here. HP, everyone knows their presence. They haven't started shipping yet, but certainly they are. Very large presence already in the 3D printing industry. We've seen new metal 3D printing. You'll hear me talk a lot about metal 3D printing. It still is a very hot area uh, in the space. You'll see growth rates from us. We're still very bullish on it. Uh, but not only in metal, but we're also seeing other new technologies, right? Not only powder-based, like from HP and from Ricoh, but carbon, you hear a lot about carbon, brand new investment there. Uh, SLA, a different one of these seven different core technologies. In general, first part of the year, uh, the total market has been up for 3D printing, but really only because of metal and desktop printers. You'll see some of the details here, but essentially the industrial professional market is down. It was down last year in 2015. It looks to be down here again in 2016. Uh, again, we'll walk you through some of the details of the numbers. So here we are. So in terms of unit volumes, right, we here at Context look at this market on a quarterly basis, and this is the way we look at the world. We count units and we count revenues. So here again, you can see a similar chart to what, we, what we've seen before by quarter. Let's look at it by, by half year. It's an easier way to look at it. So remember, we said the market was up. Generally, the market's up uh, from first, year, first half of 2016 based, uh, versus first half of 2015. But most of that in terms of unit volumes is actually on the personal desktop side, up 13% year over year. So still nice growth in the desktop space for 3D printing. Uh, uh, sorry, overall 13%, desktop up 14%. 
but the industrial professional is actually down. We're down 12% from where we were as an industry this time last year. Um, in terms of revenue shipments, it's a little bit different. You can see uh, a little bit of the seasonality here. I won't bore you with the quarterly details, but on a half-year details, uh, the industry's up because revenues are up. Why are revenues up? Well, machines are down, but there are more expensive machines being sold. Namely, metal is one of those areas. When you look at the areas of 3D printing machines, these metal 3D printers are the ones that usually cost, sorry to speak in US dollar terms, but uh, $700,000, $800,000, $1 $2 million type machines. So when their sales are up, revenues are up. So if you're following the industry, you got to kind of watch kind of both, both ways. We have to look at it both from revenue, how's the overall market doing, as well as from a unit volume, how many of these things are going to be out in the market. Desktop market, um, a little, those unit volumes we saw are up, but their prices are coming way down, as we'll, as we'll talk about. So uh, only 3% up in revenues there. So now we'll break it down. Let's, let's first look at the, the personal desktop market review. Uh, generally dominated by FDM, uh, material extrusion type products here. You can see in the dark blue, uh, a lot of um, uh, SLA and DLP type products. We expect to see more of those coming. But in terms of unit volumes, it's almost completely on the desktop side, uh, FDM type world. We track a lot of brands. Don't want to bore you with all the brands, but we track them on a quarterly basis by regions that they share. What most people want to know is, hey, who are the biggest ones in the market right now? So in terms of desktop 3D printers, these are the guys that are leading here in the first uh, half of the year. XYZ Printing uh, came on as the number one market share, ooh, now I want to say almost a year and a half ago, still continues to lead that position, 37% uh, growth year over year. Ultimaker you see represented uh, here. M3D was once a Kickstarter startup, now has another Kickstarter initiative. Um, uh, looking forward to see them growing out of that Kickstarter world. Flash Forge, Stratasys MakerBot, one time MakerBot, one time the largest, now sort of refocused, still quite well positioned in the desktop space, uh, but not quite the same push that they had before and dropped a little bit year over year. So here you have XYZ Printing, Ultimaker, M3D, Flash Forge, MakerBot. We talked about uh, price points, sorry, a little bit of an eye chart here, but what you can see here and what we really want to highlight is that price points in these desktop 3D printers are coming down. We talk about them being under $5,000 generally, but they're getting way under $5,000 now. Uh, in general, the average uh, price point in uh, just about a year ago, Q2 of 2015, was $1,400. Now we're at $1,200. But 27% of those are actually below $500. So we're seeing very aggressively priced desktop 3D printers uh, come into the market. Uh, even more so when you look at the sub $1,000 category. 54% of all desktop printers sold so far this year were for under $1,000. That's global, worldwide, all brands, everything all included. We track, we at Context, we track uh, these complicated distribution channels. Don't want to uh, burden you with thoughts there. Um, most of the business, most of the people ask in terms of, you know, who is buying these 3D printers, desktop 3D printers. We see it as a very important uh, technology into the AM space. Uh, very big in education. We see it uh, very big in the STEM initiative and, and very much uh, a gateway technology. People have to learn additive manufacturing somehow. They're going to learn on a $500 machine. Uh, that's going to be a desktop machine. We very much are bullish on the desktop side. We still see Kickstarter. Kickstarter is very much a part of this industry, of the desktop 3D printing industry. Heck, we even see uh, companies that have had success, started in Kickstarter, moved on to 
open up their business models and then come back to Kickstarter. Here are two that are going right now of established companies that had had business before. So we have to track everything that goes on in Kickstarter and sometimes these things don't ship, sometimes they ship a year late, it's kind of a crazy world, but it's still very much a part of what's going on and shows come somewhat the hobbyist nature still of the desktop side of 3D printing, that Kickstarter uh, is still a, a big part of that space. Here you can see some of the Kickstarter efforts uh, and the low price points here, but want to kind of highlight as I flash through some of these lower price points. Look at this, $332, $299, $174, $84, you kidding me? But these are new 3D printers that are coming to market through, through Kickstarter, various, various initiatives. But you can see when we track unit volumes, heck, you know, these guys pre-sold 16,000 units on Kickstarter. That, that's no small little number here in the 3D printing space. So we have to track all that. What we're here highlighting is that uh, Kickstarter and these uh, crowdsource initiatives still very much a part of the space. Uh, price points in 3D printing, desktop 3D printing still coming down significantly. Even the market leader, XYZ Printing, you saw them at number one, now have products below $300. They first showed these at CES in the US uh, January of this year and now uh, brought these out to market. Um, another uh, US company, US brand, partnered with a Chinese company, has a sub $200. These are more mainstream, these aren't your Kickstarter efforts but these kind of are evidence of the low price points that we're seeing in the desktop 3D printer space. Maybe you've read that Mattel, everyone was all excited about Mattel. Uh, this guy's delayed, if you haven't heard that yet. So Mattel, everyone was excited of what's this gonna mean in terms of uh, toys uh, in the 3D printing industry, uh, $299. Um, we'll have to see if, if uh, don't know where this one's gonna go with the delay, but uh, uh, it looks like XYZ Printing wants to try to slide into that space with some of their new uh, price points. So, this be forewarned, if you had a thing maker on, on uh, order, you're not going to get it. So that's kind of a look at the desktop personal side. Now I want to switch gears before we get into our forecast to talk about the industrial professional side of the business. Remember, these are the machines, $100,000, $500,000, one million, two million dollar machines. And here you see it more clearly segmented by those seven core manufacturing technologies we talked about, right? Directed energy deposition, sheet lamination, binder jetting, powder bed fusion, material extrusion, material jetting, vat photopolymerization. If you don't know these names, you don't necessarily need to know these names, but you need to recognize that there are seven different technologies that exist within 3D printing industry. And you can see there's, you know, there's the, these kind of are the kind of the core 28%, 27%, 25%, photopolymerization, material jetting, and material extrusion are kind of the three core technologies, but other ones, no one's real dominant in this space. Um, they kind of line up with different technologies. It, it hasn't changed significantly from where it was in terms of market shares of these different technologies with material extrusion and SLA type products still doing well with jetting. But have in your mind, even if you don't take away the numbers from here, know that there are these seven technologies and there's no silver bullet. There's no silver bullet technology in added manufacturing that can cover everything. So that was the look from uh, a uh, unit volume standpoint. We look at it from revenues, it looks a little bit different. Powder bed, powder bed fusion type products start to look much more relevant. Why? Remember, metal. So a lot of the metal, almost 90% of the metal uh, 3D printer products that are sold globally right now are of powder bed fusion, uh, of course, fusing uh, uh, metal materials, but, and those are the million dollar plus type machines, so much more relevant in terms of the revenues in the overall industry. So you hear how well uh, metal 3D printing is going. It's going well. Uh, it's now representing one of the largest uh, revenue contributions to the overall industry in the industrial professional. 
Oh uh, yeah, see there you can see the breakdown of metal powder uh, versus uh, plastic in powder bed fusion. Like we track all the brands in the desktop personal side and the desktop professional side we track as well. Uh, unit volumes are a little bit weird in terms of uh, the industrial professional side. So most people ask us, okay, revenue volumes for printers. Who are the top guys? And th these are the ones that through the first half of the year, Stratasys, far and away, uh, your market share leader, 36% of the market. Uh, EOS, uh, private company, maybe you don't know them, has both um, uh, uh, metal as well as plastic, mostly in the powder bed area. 3D systems, everyone knows well. SLM, recently acquired by GE. I'll stop there for a second. Hopefully that's on everyone's radar. I, I'm kicking myself that I failed to call this out here. GE, how, how big is it, you know, GE even getting to be a bigger part of the space? It's huge. And GE just acquired, so GE Aviation is gonna have a new company within their company to sell 3D printers. They acquired the number two and the number four metal 3D printing companies in the world. They just acquired them. They're in the process of acquiring right now. So GE is doubling down, tripling down, quadrupling down on metal 3D printing. They're bullish, we're bullish. So in terms of year-over-year uh, -year growth rates of these different technologies, right? So uh, just to focus on, on these areas, uh, metal and nylon, so nylon being plastic, uh, essentially that's the way the industry is broken down. There's the metal side of industrial 3D printing and the plastic side of 3D printing. Uh, nylon seems to be where a lot of the action is right now, especially with a lot of the SLS-type uh, products that have come to market and now certainly, while not represented here because they're not shipping yet, but folks like uh, HP uh, coming into the market as well, recognize that powder bed solutions in both metal and plastic are doing well. Can't underestimate the value of HP uh, in the technology, but certainly also in the brand. They've been telling us they're coming for a while. They've now officially introduced, will ship by the end of this year. Um, it's had a little bit of a, a, a impact on the industry so far. Now, they're not shipping anything, so it's no positive in terms of revenue or unit volume shipments, but certainly everyone is feeling it. But competition is good. Competition helps everyone in the industry, except for the guys who are, who are part of it. People who are buying technology, right? Now, all of a sudden, you see all the major manufacturers now starting to talk about their new technologies that they have. We've seen this from Statasys, we've seen this from 3D Systems, we've seen this from others, talking about the innovations that maybe they would have kept close to the vest, but now they're bringing out closer uh, to the market and quicker because of folks like HP coming to market. We can't underestimate the value of having them in the market. Now shipping, we talked about Ricoh and, and uh, them shipping a product. Uh, Carbon, hopefully you're familiar with them and their huge $81 million investment that they've recently received. You can see them. Uh, demonstrated out here, a, a resin-based SLA-type machine that everyone's excited about. We're bullish about it. Other announcements in terms of metal, I won't, I won't cover this too much, but want to highlight that, yes, there's a lot of innovation that's going on in the 3D printing world. A lot of it driven by uh, new folks, HP and others, coming into the space and bringing uh, new technologies forward from others even quicker than they might have before. So now let's take a look at our forecast. Look ahead here, we'll wrap up with. Sorry, it's a little bit of a night chart. Please feel free to take a picture. Uh, this is our forecast going out. This is a unit volume forecast. Sometimes this isn't relevant to a lot of people because it's hard to wrap your, your mind around unit volumes. But if you sort of you know, jot notes down, think of it as you know, 250,000 or 250, yeah, 200, yeah, 50,000 units shipping globally in, in 2015, up to 1.4 million units by 2020. Now remember, there's that segmentation between the personal desktop and the industrial professional, so you have to break that down further. But let's just focus on the industrial professional side. So this is just 
the industrial professional side. Here we can see, I don't think I have the numbers marked out, but you know, let's say, uh, say 12,000 units, 12,000 units, industrial professional monitors shipped in 2015, uh, growing up to above 35,000 units by 2020. And then you can see the different, seven different core technologies, remember. Uh, we think, we hope to be flat this year, remember, down through the first half of the year. Everyone's a little bit bullish about the second half of the year, hope that it will be flat. Might be down again in 2016 versus 2015. Hope it will be flat. We are bullish on the powder bed fusion technologies, both in metal and now in plastics, which highlights the last thing we'll talk about, which are kind of the trends to get us to this type forecast. The key, key, key for moving the 3D printing industry forward is having additive manufacturing finally have the M manufacturing side come into AM. When we first started tracking the 3D printing market, there wasn't a whole lot of M in, in the AM. We were kind of confused by that. There was a whole lot of RP, a whole lot of rapid prototyping, which still exists in the plastic world. Um, so now you see a lot of companies, Stratasys uh, has new technologies, Carbon with their new technology, the acquisition by GE, uh, 3D systems uh, showcasing new manufacturing technology, HP. Everyone is looking at having AM be a larger part of traditional manufacturing. So keep that in mind. We've already turned the corner with metals. A lot of the metal, 3D printing and metal, is already used for finished good, short-run production. We know very well for automotive and aviation. Now we're looking to see if the industry can turn that corner for plastics. Can we start to use AM uh, machines for short-run production? 10,000 units, 50,000 units, we'll see. Uh, but that's really going to be the trend here to meet that forecast. AM, 3D printing, especially plastics, for finished good production. So with that, I'd like to thank. Sorry, it was a whole lot of information to cram in here at one time. But uh, hopefully we gave you a nice overview of kind of the two key areas of the market. The overall market growing a little bit down here for the industrial professional side. Uh, a lot of bullish, a lot of things going on in metal. GE in the space, uh, HP in the space. Uh, we at Context are bullish on the long-term future. We do see as manufacturing that needs to be a really big part of that. Uh, and with that, I thank you very much for your attention.